0: Christmas, or Kwanzaa, or Hanukkah, or any other of those holidays that are happening right now. We want to include everybody, but man oh man, it is definitely the time to slow down. Oh, I'm so super excited because as you know, this is like the best time of the year. Oh, without doubt. It's when everybody seems the happiest.
1: You got the, the the happy music. You got people falling in love. You got everybody getting presents that they want. You got all the nice decorations out on the streets, tree lightings. It's, it's like almost impossible to be angry during this time of season. It, it, it's like if you're in a bad mood, all you got to do is step out on the street. You'll see somebody
0: happy, and that's going to just kind of change you up a little bit. So, yeah, I love this time of year, man. Oh yeah, me too. Me too. And this is going to be a special episode. It's kind of a mixture between Management Minutes and ItCaf Podcast because <laughs> we're going to be talking all about Crazy Ant Media and everything that we got to accomplish despite some strikes. Um, but it was definitely an interesting year. A lot of learning things, a lot of implementing new tactics. Um, so yeah, I'm super excited to dive into it because all the numbers look great on social media. So I'm, I'm pumped to bring those up and uh deep dive into all the nitty gritty that is crazy ant media hell yeah man oh man Uh, it's gonna be freaking phenomenal so let's just get into it hello everyone so you want to start a podcast but have no idea where to start well crazy ant media is here to help you we want to assist you finding your vfe what's vfe you ask well that is your voice your format and your equipment. These are the three biggest essentials you need to start your podcast. All those hours watching nonstop YouTube videos or all those random website links, those are done. Just hop on a Zoom call with us and we'll talk about everything you need to know to create your own podcast and find your voice. Plus, we will send you home with a 12 page packet over Everything we just discussed is very in-depth. It is definitely a must-need while trying to start your first podcast. Contact us at info at crazyantmedia.com today so that you can start finding your podcast voice for tomorrow. What's up, guys? Oh, my goodness. Episode 244 of It Calf Podcast and the last one of 2023. Man, yes. I'm pumped. I mean, one of my favorite things, of course, is to talk about us. <laughs>
1: You said that. I didn't. I didn't.
0: But it's
1: probably true. It's probably true. Who doesn't like to talk about us? I mean, come on. Um, You know what, though? I love this time of year because it's always to look back a year in review or reflect and kind of, you know, see where you were and where you're at. And it's always really fun to do, you know. And oh, there's always some ups and downs and some. But I think we have more highlights than we do non-highlights right you know so i'm super excited to to really uh, do the year in review and talk about everything i think it's going to be fun
0: oh i completely agree completely agree but before we get started into this thing of course be sure to like and comment and leave a review on the podcast because leaving a review on the podcast helps others see this podcast especially those who are trying to break into the entertainment industry and plus those who love the entertainment news we know you're out there so we are your one-stop shop for entertainment news and then of course be sure to visit our website www.crazyantmedia.com where you can start rocking the latest and greatest crazy ant media gear we have shirts you see that one behind me and of course the one i won wore last week but man oh man i am super freaking excited about this episode because we have had a lot of learning experiences you know we have had some battles with you know, different things that I feel like we have overcome. And I think that's the special thing about our company. No matter what gets in front of us, we are able to overcome because we're always motivated enough to keep plowing through, knocking down every door that is put in front of us and just making the best out of bad situations because, you know, you only get one life. So you might as well enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. I call uh, I, I call this year of Crazy Ant Media like Heartbreak Ridge
1: because yeah, it right. just makes me think of that movie and with Clint Eastwood and that line that sticks out because we had this like very detailed business plan just logged out, ready to go for, for this year – the industry had all different kinds of ideas about what was or was not going to happen that kind of made us just go off track from the plan. So we had to improvise, adapt, and overcome. That's why that's the line from Heartbreak Ridge. That's the Marine Corps. You improvise, adapt, overcome. And I feel like that's everything we fucking did in 2023. Crazy Ant Media had to improvise, adapt, and overcome all kinds of shit that go that happened. But like you said. I mean, when you do that, it's a learning experience. You know, when you do have to improvise and adapt and overcome, you do learn. You 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 find out what you're made of. You find out are you capable of doing these things? Can you overcome this or or can you not? Because if you're going to succeed in this industry, we talk about it all the time. It's not just that you have to have thick skin sometimes from the outside but you have to have thick skin from the inside because sometimes shit just doesn't go the way you have it planned out and if you're not able to deal with that that can really crush you
0: yeah completely agree man completely agree this is definitely an industry that you have to have thick skin you're going to get a lot of nose that's why we always say selection instead of rejection but it's definitely something that you have to bob and weave yeah i mean if you know what you're worth go out and get what you're worth that's right you know i mean uh quoting other iconic movies Uh, but you know it's it's definitely something that i feel like we've learned over the years because we've been doing this for a while but we've learned over the years that it definitely takes a tribe right and i mean to be able to bring in people who have the same vision or to be able to implement what they know or what they have learned along their own journey to bring into crazy ant media has been amazing so i wanted to start off with everybody who has worked with us at crazy ant media this year. I mean, Mike for YouTube, Nolan for crazy ant social media, and of course, Emily for ItCalf podcast, social media. All three of them absolutely did phenomenal this year. They definitely took the brand and took it in a completely amazing direction that we are happy to be sitting here today to say that there is only one thing that we're in the negative percentile on with our social media. And that is due to all of these amazing men and women who have come into crazy ant media and to be able to take our vision and then put their own little flavor on it. I feel like that is very important. And I mean, we are, we would be crazy cause it's in the name. We'd it be is. crazy not to mention our chief marketing officer who ran and was the leader Of the social media team, Delana Killick, she has absolutely grown above and beyond shot through the stars this past year when it comes to leadership, right? Right. Because I mean, at the beginning, we started her out as an intern, but now she's a full force paid employee with an executive title. So she's absolutely doing amazing. So I am super proud for her. Uh, Yeah. And, And look, here's the challenge, right? We brought in
1: interns because one of the goals that we had for 2023 was to expand the company. We were looking to bring in interns. We were looking to hire more employees. We were looking to set up divisions. And then the strikes happened. So when we interview the interns and we're all excited and we find the ones that we want, and they're going to be like, you're going to come in and you're going to learn what it's like to be on a film set and you're going to learn the ins and outs of how to reach out to publicists and you're going to learn the ins and outs of contracts and you're anything you want to learn about the film industry, you're going to get it because we're doing these awesome podcasts and you're going to interview all these people and we're going to do two movies and we have this animated series and then... Nothing. The the strikes happened and everything shut down. So they come in at a time where the industry is completely shut down. So we have to drastically adapt and shift. All of our social media strategies. They're not coming in and promoting big name guests on the podcast anymore because we couldn't talk to any guests. They're not coming in and promoting any of our film projects that we're shooting or currently on set because we couldn't shoot anything. We couldn't cast anybody. We couldn't. So they had to adapt. How do we expand our social media presence, our brand, keep everything moving forward when we weren't allowed to have anything happen and how they did that the ideas that they were coming up with like hey maybe we can do this maybe we can do that maybe we can do some reviews maybe we can do that. yeah they just started funneling ideas in here's what i think maybe will work here's what won't work here's what we can try this way that way and somehow some amazing way between the three that you mentioned nolan emily and mike and through the guidance of Delana, they figured it out. We saw increases in numbers and, and we didn't lose any followers. And we never once, uh, the, the, the numbers stayed solid, in fact, increased on, on both podcasts. We didn't see any drop off on any, it, it, how they were able to do that and keep people engaged in what we were doing when we weren't allowed to do anything is a huge testament to their talent and their drive, their creativity, the leadership of Delana. And, um, it was amazing. It was an amazing thing to see because when you, when you come into a company and you're expecting to be able to learn all this stuff and you have all these goals and then you're basically like, oops, what do we do? And, um, It was amazing. I'm right there with you. I I just think, uh, you know, three unbelievably talented and creative people who improvised, adapted and overcame and figured it out and accomplished the goals that we had set for them, which was amazing to me. Like, like I, I just I will forever be thankful and they're all going to be huge in this industry or whatever industry they continue to try to move forward in, whatever their paths may lead in the future, they're all going to be successful because they did not break, they did not crack, and they finished. They accomplished the goals that we set out for them even in the most difficult of times with the most huge obstacles faced in front of them they accomplished it which says everything to me that they are going to be hugely successful human beings moving forward in not just career but in life
0: yeah i mean i completely agree and this was also a uh this crop because we've had other interns before but this particular crop of interns i feel like we're very special because i finally got a role reversal Right. From when I was first brought into the company and basically asking questions 24 seven to where now they're asking me questions all the time. So that was an amazing experience to be able to be that person to pass along the guidance and knowledge that I have learned over the years. I thought that was truly something that was I, I don't there's really no words to it because it's one of those things where you know, you, we've talked about it on the mental health podcast where you always doubt yourself sometimes. And you always are like, you know, am I going to be good enough? Am I going to be able to do the right thing or pass along that knowledge? And I feel like we both did an amazing job and Delana as well at just being able to mold them and present new ideas specifically about social media and the entertainment industry to where they can take that, to wherever they go and continue passing all along that knowledge. Because, I mean, that's really what Crazy Ant Media is built off of. We talk about it all the time. It's always about lending the helping hand and helping that filmmaker who wants to break into the entertainment industry but doesn't necessarily know how. So I thought that was absolutely amazing.
1: Yeah, And, and again, on the reverse side of that, we learned from them because mm-hmm. they also had some solid ideas as to how we could overcome what we had to overcome to be able to continue to move forward with our brand when we weren't able to do what we had on the agenda and and I think that says volumes for where we're at individually because there is no ego there is no this is our company this is how we're going to do like When shit happens, you have to be able to look for outside sources, outside inspiration and go, do you have a better way? What is your thought on how we can overcome this? And as leaders, good leaders take advice. They know that they don't know everything and they're able to learn if there's better ways to do it and and to take guidance from other people. So I think that we did a very good job of learning from others about where we could and excel and where we could change some things up because we were very set on what we had planned for the agenda for the year. And we had to adapt and they, they just – they brought great ideas and we definitely, I feel, learned as much from them – as they learned from us, probably, because, you know, there are some strategies that I know for sure that they implemented that we will be continuing to use moving forward, that we have now made them a part of what we do. And um, so, you know, I think that anytime bad stuff happens, it's all about well, and I don't want to say bad stuff because we talk about this all the time too. Um things happen. And whether they're bad or good is how you react to them. It's what do you do in face of what happened. And that's what determines if it's a bad thing or a good thing. Not You can't just say this happened and it was bad. We turned things that happened this year into positive gains, into positive movement, into learning experiences. So I view this year, even though it didn't go the way we wanted it to in every aspect, a good year because we had things happen that enabled us to move forward and that we will continue to move forward with. So I don't look at anything that kind of went off the rails this year as a negative. I look at it all as a positive.
0: Completely agree. Completely agree. Well, I mean, let's lead into social media. Let's talk about what they did for the company and how what they implemented and how it saw our numbers increase. So I'm going to break it down for us a little bit by, you know, different social media accounts like Crazy Ant, If Cap Podcast, EOP, and then, of course, our YouTube subscribers. So starting out with, of course, the flagship Crazy Ant Media on Instagram, Twitter, threads which was a completely new one this year that yep. kind of came out of nowhere and TikTok. um so for instagram on crazy ant media we saw our followers increase by 5.37 percent which is awesome because instagram's algorithm has been completely changing rapidly over the past year year and a half they've been trying to figure out they're trying to compete with TikTok, making it more of a video platform so to still see that increase is absolutely amazing. And then leading into Twitter, which is by far also known as X, X formerly known as Twitter, I guess you could say. <laughs> uh, um, but it's by far our biggest platform. It's by far where we get the most engagement. I'm sure all of you out there know that. And it's honestly my favorite. I think it's your favorite as well. Yeah. Um, but our numbers for Crazy Ant Media's Twitter, they jumped 11.94%. So that's absolutely amazing just to be able to continue having that community that we grew over the time that we started Crazy Ant Medium to where we are now and bring in new people to that community is something special, man. I think, you know, to be able to do that, it, it really gives a lot to Nolan who is running all of these accounts and who implemented new ideas with like Letterboxd with us giving our own personal individualized reviews and things like that. So that definitely really helped. But then leading into Threads, this one was completely new. And they're still trying to figure out what they're doing with their yeah. lives. <laughs> Let's be honest about it. You can't use hashtags yet. You can just now do GIFs over the past couple months. And a couple of other things that they're still trying to implement. They're still trying to grow because everybody knows this is a Facebook and Instagram company. Um, so on Threads, we really didn't have any expectations for this. So, I mean, of course, our numbers grew. 100% because starting from zero, to wherever we are now, <laughs> they grew immensely. <laughs> so, there's that is only
1: awesome. one way to go when it starts at zero. Like, you know, exactly. you can't. Yeah.
0: But I am happy to say that we are over 100 uh followers on Threads. I believe we're at like 123, 124, and that's amazing for a platform that we honestly didn't focus a lot on. You know, no. we tried to be active because I mean, we're very honest about this situation. We were behind on the TikTok game. And that I feel like that's why we're still kind of figuring out our groove with that particular platform. But on threads, we were like, no, we got to get the jump on this. Let's catch the ball. Let's figure out, you know, let's at least have a presence, but not necessarily focus all of our time on it. Because we have to see how they grow as a platform as well. Right. So, I mean, to have the numbers we have on there is awesome. So I'm really happy with that. I give all credit to Delana on the threads because she's been running the hell out of all of the accounts on threads. So kudos to her. And the only thing that we dropped, and it was literally one follower, it was TikTok on our Crazy Ant Media page. And it says negative 2.7%. But again, if you equal that out, that's one follower. But with companies on TikTok, we're still trying to figure out what's our niche because they are very formulaic and very... You know, algorithm based. So, we're trying to yeah. figure that out and we're looking forward to bringing new ideas and new opportunities to TikTok in 2024. But all across the board for Crazy Ant Media, you see that green, you see the increase. So, that is awesome to see. But the big one, the big one of the year is by far ItCAF Podcast. We have grown immensely on social media with ItCAF. I mean, just on Instagram alone we gained 52.2% more followers. That's insane, man. I mean, what Emily did with ItCaf podcast, social media accounts, specifically on Instagram, because we were talking about our struggles with the algorithms and trying to figure out how to manipulate it in our advantage. But what she was able to do and bring to the table was absolutely amazing. And uh, no doubt about it, followed with the ensued of the percentage of gains. So that's always nice to see.
1: Well, and I I have a couple theories on
0: that. Like I,
1: I, I I really do because it calf, everybody, I think everybody assumes that when you do a show and you interview celebrity guests, the majority of the people tune in to listen and or watch because they want to see the celebrity guests now for seven months out of this season of our show, we could not interview guests. And yet, our numbers increased by 52%. I think, because now, I think this was a brilliant time to show the industry and our listeners, old and new, that if you are looking for a place to go to know what the fuck is happening in the entertainment industry... This is the show you listen to. You listen to It Calf Podcast because anything that was happening news-wise with the studios, with the strikes, with the actors, we were your go-to source. And I think we saw a massive increase in our listeners, and this is all credit to Emily for how she presented it. If you needed to know what was happening with the strike, if you needed to know where the studios were thinking about what was going to happen, what shows were not going to go forward, what movies were being delayed, what was all of the ramification from the money, from the delays, from the... We had it. We had it covered. And I think we saw... I think that's a huge reason why we saw that massive increase. Because people found a place that they could go to figure out what the fuck was actually happening. Not the rumors, not the bullshit. We think this is going to be, maybe this is going to be canceled. Maybe this will show up. Maybe that we had facts. We told you exactly what was happening every step of the way and how it affected. And again, I think that just proves our listeners don't only tune in new and old to who we're going to interview they Mm -hmm. tune in to find out what's going on because they know we know and i take great pride in that and i like like you said huge kudos to emily for figuring out how to present that on our social media platform she did a brilliant job of luring people in Because not only did we maintain our audience, we gained audience. Meaning she figured out how to successfully go, hey, you want to know what the fuck's going on? Come on and listen. And she did that brilliantly. And I I just, those numbers, I love those numbers. Because you and I, we take great pride in the fact that we know what we're talking about. In fact, we predict what's happening. We know way out. We, we Go back and listen to any of our old shows and you will see that we predict things that have indeed happened. And we take great pride in knowing the industry that well. And so to see that, I just, yeah, I could not be more pleased at those numbers and how people stayed with us and came to us during the strikes. I just, it was
0: brilliant. I, I just loved it. Completely agree, man. Completely agree. And I mean, of course, it leads into the same thing with threads that it was with Calf that it was with Crazy Ant. The increase is phenomenal on that one. So that's awesome to have a presence on there. And then for Calf podcast on TikTok, we gained 21.27% more followers on that one. And I just feel like, you know, th- that's all credit to... Mike and Delana, being oh, able without to doubt. cut our sound bites and be able to put out funny stuff, put out information stuff, and to be able to figure out the algorithm with that because they they also started to figure out, and this is a new thing that's still going on right now, the closed captioning videos are more popular than videos that don't have closed captions, yes. which is interesting. I mean, it's the small things that you don't even really think about no, until sure. you bring people in here <laughs> to actually like sit down and... Review other people's podcasts and review what's working, what's not on ours and theirs, and to be able to figure that all out. So and yeah, I mean you all-
1: said it really well right there too. They balanced really well. Mm-hmm. They're like, let's make some funny shit. Let's make some serious shit, right? Because two things that do really well on TikTok that they both Delana and Mike have brought to our attention and that we have kind of figured out as well. Comedy and fucking rants.
0: And I feel like
1: during the strike, we made fun of a lot of shit and we got angry at a lot of shit and they balanced that on TikTok really well. And we saw those numbers go up because people wanted to hear us get angry and they wanted to hear us make fun of shit. I just, it was a really good job. I'm glad that you said that because they did do a really good job of finding that balance it wasn't all rants it wasn't all poking fun it was a nice little here's what we're gonna do today we're fucking angry today we're laughing our asses off and it was
0: really good i i loved it they did a phenomenal job man oh man completely agree completely agree And, of course, leading into our new podcast that we started this year's social media, um, we're talking about Everything's Okay. And we really didn't know what to expect because, you know, we're so entertainment-based. We're so into the actors, the directors, the writers, the editors, producers, all of that aspect. But then we bring in this completely different realm of entertainment, right, that we weren't necessarily at the beginning, really comfortable with. I remember both of us had very high anxiety levels just about to do the first episode. Yeah. Um, Really the first couple, let's be honest about it. But EOP did amazing this year. Of course, starting from nothing to where we are now, Instagram for Everything's OKP grew 157.1%, and Twitter grew 171.4%. Threads, of course, grew that 100%, and then TikTok grew that 100%. No matter what those numbers are, we started from zero and to where we are now, so they grew immensely. So we're happy that we are gaining an audience there. Year one is always the hardest, and it's always the hardest to stay most consistent because it's not what we're used to, specifically with podcasting when we're so entertainment-based. So it's amazing that we're able to Start to find our community with that specific genre of podcasting. And we'll go more deep into it with the guests and the topics and that stuff later on. But I'm just happy that we are starting to find our footing on social media. With that as well. So thank you all out there for supporting us with that journey.
1: Yeah, because mental health is so critically important and we need to take the stigma away from it. So talking about it and getting it out there is so, so important. And this is an example of one of those things where we had to pivot. Right? And I just want to send, and like you said, we're gonna talk about it a little bit later, but I do want to acknowledge and send a huge shout out to all of our celebrity friends. Um, because they helped with that drastic pivot. It's like, how can we build this new podcast? How can we get exposure for this new podcast? Obviously, named talent helps bring in viewers. But during this time where they were not allowed to promote projects, when they were not allowed to talk about anything that they had been working on or even old stuff, we had so many of our friends have the courage to come on our new podcast and talk about life, talk mm-hmm. about mental health, talk about things that they were struggling with or going through or uh, – and, and for them to be able to open up the way that they did and just to come on and help us launch this podcast in a very difficult time. They were on strike. They didn't know the future. They didn't know what was going to happen. They didn't know if they were going to be working again ever. Were they going to be able to pay rent? Were they going to lose their houses? And for them to take the time during that turmoil to come on and talk to us and and, and do what they did and open up. And to, it, just forever grateful. For each and every one of them to be able to do that during a time of such strife in their own lives, and and that that was amazing. That was amazing, and um, hopefully helped. Hopefully helped them. It was a very stressful time for them, so to be able to come on and just talk about life and like, hey, I'm fucked up right now. You know, I got to talk. Uh, hopefully, that was a a, a we th- we joke about it all the time that it's like you know free therapy. It's our own free therapy session, and hopefully. It was for them, too, to be able to come on and share life and just talk about it during that time because I think it was so necessary and needed, you know? And who knew that that we were going to launch a mental health podcast at a time where fucking everything would go haywire and mental health was going to be so massively important during the time that we launch it. So it was just – so again, those things that where you can take it either really bad or you can look at it as a really positive. Mental health is tough right now. We've got a, a, a ton of stuff going on in our industry and people are struggling. Let's talk about it. And we spun it to a positive. And, and just, it's always, I love that. I love when we can just take it and make it a positive.
0: And, and just, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's really tied for top spot. Of most achievement for the year because it was like it was a battle, right? It was. I mean, we've been talking about it this whole time through the social media part of this industry news. um But it's like, you know, what we did with ITCAF podcast, and then this year, back half of last year, and then this year taking YouTube more seriously because our YouTube numbers gained about 63.5%. And that's all credit for Mike as well, because he is the one who brought out the idea of, you know, you only record things, you know, once or twice a week, but we can chop those up and let's put those out every day so that we do have constant content coming out every day on our YouTube channel. And I mean, that has definitely helped us in the long run, man, because I, like I said, we've been doing this for like six years and we never really took YouTube that seriously. We were always focused on the more social platforms, but I think what he did and bringing him into the company definitely helped with that because it explored so many different ideas and so many different like shorts that I feel like can definitely help us out in the long run. So, I mean, all in all, all of our social media numbers are great. Everything's in the green except that one little one follower on TikTok, but everything is amazing. It's a positive year when it comes to social media. So he fucking disagreed can...
1: with our Marvel commentary. Fuck and him.
0: <laughs> I know which one dropped
1: off as a follower. We know who it was. It's, Fuck it's you. But it
0: was. What it was. <laughs> but man, I mean, again, Delana, Nolan, Emily, Mike thank you all so much for what you guys did for our social media and YouTube pages. It's honestly amazing. And we're hoping to continue that progress moving forward without doubt, continuing hitting all of our goals, because I mean, as you can tell, we can do it. We can do it. We just got to keep our focus and we got to keep our mind to it. And it's going to happen. But I mean, we talked about it a little bit earlier and everything's okay. It was, I think specifically with this year, with everything going on that was our biggest thing right that was our biggest thing in my opinion that came out this year that was completely different than anything we've ever done before and get this guys this is different from even it 18 episodes with 22 guests we did an amazing balancing job yeah with, that was something that we were not used to because max we would have two people on it calf at once but on this show we had max four people that is insane and i i give you all the credit for that because (laughs) you started that one and that was fucking insane i mean you handled that very well i mean you know
1: it's yeah and and Diving into uncomfortable situations with a group of people—it's hard enough to talk about an uncomfortable situation one on one. But then we're going to have a group of people. It was, um, I, you know, I, I appreciate that, that you said that, but I throw all that credit back out to the guests because they did a phenomenal job of making those uncomfortable situations comfortable and being mm-hmm. able to talk about those those things and those topics and and um and I like that. I like that we had multiple guests, right? Because I feel like you do have so many differing opinions and different mm-hmm. like these are people that are all associated with one thing and yet had differing opinions on that one thing. Um and That is how you engage. That is how you inform. That is how you erase that stigma. We are from this background and this background and this background and this background, but we have all dealt with this problem and we have all dealt with it differently and we are all here together. That is how you you spread. That is how you erase that stigma and say, it doesn't matter where you're from. It doesn't matter your skin color. It doesn't matter your economic back. It doesn't matter. We're all in this together, and we're proving it with these five people right here, five very different people, all in the same situation, all dealing with a, a, a subject. And I'm looking forward to, in the new year, Continuing to have those broad conversations with groups of people because I think it, it just goes a long way with breaking the stigma because I feel like, you know, there's everybody who thinks it's only me. Nobody else must be going through this or somebody who has money couldn't possibly understand what it's like to go through this or somebody who's poor couldn't understand what it's like to go through. It. And we, we threw all that out the window. And said, we're going to talk to everybody from everywhere of everything, and we're going to talk. About and I loved it, bro. I loved it.
0: Yeah, and I mean, like you said, big kudos to our guests because some were not even celebrities. Some were no. not filmmakers. Some were actually family. We had two episodes of family sessions that I – my mother and your brother, I'm so like – I commend them so highly because this is not their life. They don't. They don't talk about this like – openly like we do we don't they don't have a chance like we do for the podcast to let all of that go or to talk about it publicly for millions of people to listen to um so i mean huge kudos to both of them like that was such an amazing experience and like to be able to because now it's interesting because you know we there's so many topics that you can talk about with mental health but now with it being a new year we can go back and revisit those old topics with new people. Yes. So I think that's an interesting thing as well that we get to balance and try to figure out like different formulaic ways to promote this podcast and have these episodes about these pod or at uh, subject matters and all of these different things. So, I mean, yeah, everything's okay, man. I mean, that, I think that was, I mean, personally for me, just because I I, I hate talking about things and I know you do too, but like, it was a monumental thing to where like I'm more open open about it to talking about mental health in real life, about my trauma in real life because of this podcast and because of doing the podcast. So I that's that's my golden arch right there. That's my golden ticket. So I appreciate you being open for that podcast and being able to bring that to our audiences that we built with ItCAF and Crazy Ant. And to be able to find a new community with the mental health people who are going through something or know someone who is going through something. So, well, I mean, it's been an amazing experience.
1: I'm glad that that you you came to me with the idea. And I was hesitant. I'll be honest with all of our listeners out there right now. I was hesitant at first because I'm terrified to talk about things like that. And I, I was like, how is this going to go over? Is this going to be you talking? Because I don't talk about shit like that. I just don't. I don't open up. For, for me being the mouth and I talk and talk and talk and talk and I get it when it comes to my personal shit I'm like (laughs) (laughs) and so I was like is this a good idea I don't know if this is a good idea but I'm so glad we did it I'm so glad that it got out there because as you guys know I've been on this journey over the last several years and the amount of healing that I was able to do through this podcast talking about things that I had never talked about the one example that that like just starkly hits me like every time that i think about it is i was married for a long time you guys like like a, a long time and and i had my ex-wife say i didn't even know that i've never heard you say that you never told me that um When you are married to somebody for a very long time, decade, like, you know, kind of the idea that I would never bring something so personal up to someone that I had so much love for and shared everything with, including a child. The idea that when she starkly said that to me, I never knew that you never said that to me. That was the realization for me with EOP that, wow. Wow. This is what we're doing right now. This is I opened up in a way I had never opened up before ever. And when you hear somebody say that, that's when I knew we were doing the right thing. That's when I knew this was going to be something that's going to work because now we can get that out there. Now we and if we can help other people do that, which I think we did this whole first season. I think we had a, helped a lot of people. The comments that we got and the emails that we got and all the kind of stuff of I didn't think I was – I didn't think anybody else out there was going through this. Or the way you said that made me think. I had people find siblings they didn't know they had <laughs> and after listening. They were like, wait a minute. What? Kind of a – I don't know, it's just, I'm so glad you you even thought of it, and came, and and I'm glad that we were both brave enough to go, okay, let's give it a shot, you know, let's see where it goes, and it was amazing, it was amazing, and I cannot wait until next year, and next season, season two, because like you said, we can readdress some stuff, and the list of stuff that I want to talk about this coming season, and we're going to get crazy deep y'all suicide suicide amongst children like like just so many topics that we are going to dive into but um man what 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 an incredible accomplishment this year what an incredible accomplishment it was yeah it was amazing it was amazing
0: yeah it really was man it really was and i mean the the podcast space has been something that we've been comfortable with for so yeah. long right we've been doing it calf for six years um and being able to learn more specifically for me and i talk about it all in the show um being able to come out of my shell more to where i can have conversations with anybody now i don't give a fuck but like <laughs> i i wasn't able to do that before it calf and to be able to bring this part of me out is such an amazing thing too and specifically during the strikes when there's so much going on. So this is amazing, and I'm I'm sure you'll enjoy this number. We had 45 episodes this past year with 24 of them having guests. So that is kind of crazy, more than half, um, which is awesome because, like I said, with half of the year being shut down, not allowed to talk to people about entertainment subject matter, um, that was an amazing thing. And I also am really happy with it this year, too, because we did a lot of behind the scene people, a lot of directors, a lot of writers, you know, I feel like because that's what we are. We're directors, we're writers, we're editors, we're cinematographers. Like, so to be able, I think those are some of our best interviews this past year. Some of our most listened to. Yeah. We were just able to connect with them so much. And like, it was, I feel like, you know, it wasn't our standard, how we have a conversation with an actor. Um, Even though we can sympathize with them because we have been fellow actors as well. But this, this type of stuff behind the scenes, the nitty gritty, that's what we love. That's what we enjoy. That's what we get up every single day to do. So, and those people can fill our enthusiasm. Yeah. I love one of my favorite parts of this show is when people, no matter if they're actors, directors, writers, whatever, or what have you they come on the show they're they're kind of closed off they're a little you know like don't really know what to expect but then by the end of it they're just like free open like laughing cutting up with us that is my favorite thing man cuz to be able to do that and talk about a subject matter that we love we know they love it's something so special
1: yeah and 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 to be able to put someone at ease right? The amount of times that we've had people tell us, you make it easy to open up. I feel comfortable or they refer to it as a safe space. They know that if they, if they're coming on to talk about a project and it goes somewhere else and they start opening up about life and what's going on, they know that's a safe place for them to do that. And that's probably the the best compliment that we can get when, when our guests come on and say, They feel like we offer them a safe space to come on and just be themselves. They don't have to come on and feel like they have to put on a persona. They can just be themselves when they talk to us. And, I love that. I I love because we're just ourselves, and, you know. And 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 so for them to come on because you guys know. I mean, when people go on talk shows or they go on podcasts or whatever, there's a list of questions that they're prepared to answer, and they talk about and they pitch and they they do their their like 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 if if they were talking to the the studio boss, right? And and so for them to come on and just feel like. I can do this from my living room. I'm going to kick back on my couch and we're going to talk about my kids and we're going to talk about the project. But I also want to talk about like, have you tried this food? I love cooking and baking. And like when they feel like they can come on and just be themselves and have a great time, That that's that's all we want to do is, is we want to foster that type of an environment. And to be able to do that – is one of the greatest accomplishments I think that we've done, not just this year, but the whole six years we've been doing the show. And I, like you said, I love that. The amount of times that we talked to the directors and or the costume designers or the casting directors and they were like, you know, you, you've been there. You've got, remember when on set, when this happens or that happens? um I love that. I also love that they all, watched our film. They all took the time to watch our film. They are sharing our film with their other people. Our casting directors are sharing it with their actors to say you should check this out. This is how this is kind of a thing you do. Or 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 managers are saying, hey, these are the kind of projects you think you should be in. Or kind of like it's an amazing feeling to know the type of community that we're in and to be able to expose the people that you don't stay and watch at the end of the credits, right? To be able to get those people on our show and expose those people and who they are and what they do and how integral they are to the industry, that's awesome. That's awesome. Imagine Yellowstone. Imagine any Christopher Nolan film. Imagine... Any of the biggest shows on television right now without John Papsadera. Yeah. You don't know his name. You do now, thanks to us. But this is the man who is single-handedly casting some of the biggest shit in Hollywood over the last 30 years. This man is uh, like if you – if we listed off the credits and not a single person knows who this man is, but now Mm -hmm. you do and now you know the name now you look for that name and and i love that we're able to expose those type of people and give them the credit where credit is due and and i hope that this coming season we just have a mass amount of more people like that. Let's talk about the editors. Let's talk about the writers. Let's talk about the costume designers. Let's talk about the gaffers, for Christ's sake. How do you do it without lights? <laughs> I mean, do you use natural light? Do you light it with, the, like, artificial? Do you, like, you know, we're giving you all that. And and I love that. And so I'm right there with you. I just, it's a blast to talk to people who understand what it takes to make a movie it's fun
0: yeah i completely agree and i mean like i said with 45 episodes with 24 guests like it it was an amazing experience to be able to navigate and balance everything during the strikes and during like off times because like it was during the strikes like you really didn't know specifically for smaller production companies like ours and smaller studios like you didn't know what was going to happen man. no so i mean like mental health pay played a big part in that specifically for me i know it did for you as well but it was like one of those things where i'm like fuck like i don't know what to do today because there wasn't really a lot to do like so it got me really not unmotivated, but just, like, unambitious. I didn't feel like I could do anything um, as far as, like, trying to network with people or to even, like, I I mean, I really wrote a lot. And, I mean, we really came up with a lot of new stories because of the strike, so that is good. That's the good thing, but to implement those stories, to show those other people, to try to pitch our stories, like, we couldn't do any of that. So it really did take an effect on my mental health during that six months, that seven months, because I felt like, you know, no matter what you did, it's not going anywhere right now. Yeah. And, uh, it was, it was rough, man. It really was.
1: I mean, I, I totally agree with you. It it was like, we came up, we were forced, kind of. It was like during COVID. We were, we were hunkered down and couldn't do anything. So what do we do? We write. And and so we came up with these, like, you had a movie idea. I had a movie idea. We had a TV idea again. We, we, we were doing all of these different things, and we were so excited about it, and we couldn't tell anybody except each other. <laughs> it's yeah. like, we can't fucking do shit. And, and the projects that we did have, you were like – are we going to lose everybody? Are they not going to be able to? Like, you know, our, our options are going to run out. Are our, our cast Are we going to have to recast? Are we going to have to like? There was so much stress involved with everything. Um, it was yeah, you're right. It was a mental health like challenge, and I yeah. so thankfully we were doing. EOP and we were able to get that weekly therapy session to try to be like god this fucking week sucked but we're gonna have an awesome show on EOP this week and we're gonna talk about some stuff and so thank gosh we were doing that because you know it really did help break the monotony of the mental anguish on the one side of what we do and then to have that outlet to escape from it and talk about the anguish and talk about the stress and talk about all this. It was, I don't even want to think where we would have been or how we would have adapted or done what we did this year without having EOP as that outlet. It might've been a totally different situation. Everything might've been totally different on how we did anything or how we would come out of it. Like we have, if we didn't have that outlet as an escape. So, um, yeah,
0: yeah I mean, let's be completely honest about it. We lost out on a lead for our short film that we were, like, gearing up, ready to go because of the strikes and because of scheduling conflicts. Yeah. And, like, so now in this upcoming new year, we're having to recast that, which isn't a problem. Like, we completely understand that. Yeah. But that's just the nature of the beast. Right. Like, you have to be able to adapt Bob and Weave, be able to figure out what you're going to do next. And so that's why, like, almost as soon as it was over... We fucking scheduled a location scouting <laughs> exactly. trip. And we were like, all right, time to get back to work. Even though it's the end of the year, it does not matter. Let's get back to work. Let's finish this year strong. And, I mean, that's what we did. We did a whole location scouting trip in the southern region for Louisiana, New Orleans, Baton Rouge, um, the Metairie area, like a whole bunch of different places. And let's be honest about it, that was the first time we had a um, – a long extended time with our chief marketing officer, Delana as well. And yeah. I mean, the, the bond that we were able to build with her over this trip, uh, the, the way that she handled herself with meetings, with studio executives, with actors who have their own production company, her do their own thing. Um, like it was an amazing time and memories that are so good. So good. That I even, like, I, I printed out the picture. Yeah. Like, it's so damn good. Like, yeah. it was an amazing time to be able to, you know, get back to doing what we do best, right? And, I mean, we've been there before. It was years ago under different management, but Celtic Studios, man, they really re- rolled out the red carpet for us. And, I mean, so accommodating, and everybody was so nice trying to just, you know figure out what we wanted, what we needed, and I just I'm super excited about Louisiana for twenty twenty four. Let's be honest about it.
1: Oh, without doubt, that, that trip was critically important. It's basically a setup for 2024. Right? We said let's finish strong. But basically that that location scouting trip was a springboard into 2024 of what we're going to be doing in 2024. And that trip could not have worked out more perfectly with locations with potential new home for the corporate office with with just so many different things and like you said i gotta tell you that i it's i was extremely proud on this trip because you talked about it a little bit earlier about how where you're at and you were able to guide and teach the new people that we were bringing in when you were talking about the interns and and um you know, And then you talked about briefly on the podcast where when we first started, you couldn't carry a conversation. You didn't know how to say things to people or talk to people or have these like, you know, um, how do I get out of this or get into this or talk about this or not talk about that um, kind of a thing. And when we first went to Celtic Studios several years back, um, I, I didn't leave the room. I, I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I don't want to say I didn't trust. I, I wasn't ready to put people out there knowing that they were or were not capable of handling the room, if you will. And your growth over the this time has been, this was a totally different world. I was. You were handling one conversation, I was handling another conversation, we were in separate rooms, we were discussing different things. At no point ever in any situation did I feel I had to be there you were capable of doing whatever you needed to do and handling any conversation and answering any question and implementing it in a way. And when you didn't know, you were able to see, this was the big thing early on. You didn't have an answer. Now, when you don't have an answer, you still say something and it's not. And that is a skill and an art that is necessary in this industry because you don't get second chances. And, where you were and where you are is one of those where I can just sit back and go wow because as you guys know I'm old (laughs) and I plan on doing a Clint Eastwood thing right I plan on being fucking 90 and looking like garbage like Walking Dead type shit and still on a film set somewhere God willing that's my plan but my plan is also at some point to step away and hand this thing over and I have no worries concerns or doubts that when that day happens it's going to be fine it is going to be where everything where it needs to be and will continue to grow and continue to thrive and continue to do everything and that legacy will never be in doubt um because that will be my legacy and somebody's going to be in charge of my legacy moving forward basically and so this trip Cemented that for me. And not only did it cement it for you, it cemented it for me for what you've been able to accomplish. Because as you said, Delana walked in, this was her first foray into it. And she handled herself with the actors, she handled herself with the studio execs, so much so that they were reaching back out to her to ask advice on other things. They felt so Mm -hmm. comfortable with her. That is kudos to you. Because you, one of the things that I have learned this year and, and where I think I've seen the most growth this year, forced into basically, um, is stepping back, taking time to relax, to breathe, to not be so, and trusting that somebody else is capable of doing the job. And this year, th- that, is, that is the testament of where we're at. Never have I doubted the decision to bring you in to hand over the title and to say you are the guy running stuff. Never have I doubted that decision ever. But this year cemented the decision in my mind that not only was I right, but, but you know, it excelled. It's, it's beyond what my expectations were. And... That's been a great thing because now, moving into 2024, it's all about continued growth, continued expansion, the next level. And I feel confident that the right people are in the right spots to accomplish that growth to accomplish mm-hmm. that expansion and and because I'm not going to lie I am putting together a massively comprehensive business plan for 2024 it is bold it is aggressive it is it is it's taking a lot of chance we we are going to be taking risk we are going to be doing this agenda for 2024 and never have I felt more confident that we will finish 2024 with everything that we set out to do being done. God willing that the industry doesn't fuck us again. <laughs> but, but I feel very confident. And and I, I I am thankful for this year to see that and to see where you were. And, and to hear you talk about earlier about how you weren't motivated. How you were questioning about how can I get through this? Am I going to be able to get uh, – And yet still accomplish what you accomplished and to do it in the manner that you did it and never drop the ball on motivating the other people under you to do what they did and to carry the ball when someone else was not capable of carrying the ball. Um, So to be able to do that in the manner that you did it while questioning your own motivation and your own desire through the tough times is even more of an accomplishment and testament to your skill level and where you're at as, as a leader in this industry and in this company. So, you know, I, I look at this, like, like I said, this, this year as a very positive thing for, uh, you know, you, you know, um it's an amazing, I, I just, I enjoyed every second of watching your growth this year on top of what I've seen for the first five years, this year, especially was your growth was just something to watch it was something to sit back and go wow that's you know that's it's amazing it was an amazing thing to be able to 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 watch and see and uh yeah it, it's incredible
0: well as the one kobe bryant late kobe bryant said the job's not finished exactly so you just gotta keep going <laughs> exactly keep staying motivated however i mean of course we get into our slumps but i mean you know to be able to pull yourself out be able to feel your feelings and to go through what you're going through and then pull yourself out, I feel like is uh, the tape at the finish line, the banner that you can run through. So it's always one of those things. But, I mean, there's so many great things productively wise that we were able to accomplish because, like you said, we when COVID happened, we started writing. When this happened, we started writing. So to be able to go back and we did about – two and a half episodes worth of revisions for the Ravens vision. Yeah, I mean, that was absolutely amazing because I thought the first drafts of everything was great, but now I'm like, shit, this is going to be fucking awesome. I mean... like, like I just, I'm so excited for everybody to see and hear and watch that show when it comes out, because it, it is something special. Like even when we're writing it, I'm like, man, i'm I would love to watch this. I'm ready for this to be on, so I can watch it. Like that's how fun and passionate and motivated we are about this thing. And to be able to navigate our characters to figure out like character growth and character development, where they are now to where we want them to be, at least at the end of season one, is amazing because, you know, we gotta figure out what's happening in the entertainment industry, how we want to implement that into our show. But then also figuring out what is a pinpoint in time that is a topic of conversation right now in the industry, but when we're writing, we don't want to put that into the project because that's going to be old news by the time our show hits the air, right? right? So that's been an interesting development and collaboration to try to figure out what's big enough to where we can implement it. And what's small enough to where it's big right now, but it's not going to be big in a month or two. So that's always been very interesting. But man, the 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 progress that we have made for the Ravens Vision this year is honestly fucking awesome. Like it's, I just—it's <laughs> incredible. Enough. Yeah, and I, like I wish we could say more about it, but like I just just know from our excitement, and our enthusiasm that. It's going to be something special. Well, and with the writing, like
1: literally what you just brought up, it goes back to what I said about our ability to predict the industry. We we have a sense of what we know is going to happen down the line. That makes it much easier to write about things – that might be fictional at the moment, but will be reality by the time you see the show because we know it's coming. And you might watch the show and go, holy shit, How it's exactly what's happening today. But we wrote that shit a year ago because <laughs> we knew it was coming. So I love that aspect of it. And prior to the shutdowns, I think one of the greatest things that we saw with this project that that fired me up because as you guys know, The previous projects were somebody else's work. This is our Mm -hmm. first thing that we have written. And one of the greatest things for me this year, prior to the shutdown, but it's still this year. um, When we were doing auditions and, and trying to find people. to. When you see somebody ridiculously talented bring something that you wrote to life. It's no longer a two-dimensional thing on a page. This is a living, breathing thing that came from your head and now is reality. That, for me, (laughs) was, like, the greatest thing ever. I'm like, fuck, that is such and such. Just like I pictured it. Just like I wanted it to be. There it is. And, and to have that type of an accomplishment to say holy shit and and then like you said to be able to revise it, change it, adapt it because maybe they delivered something in the performance, the audition that you were like fuck, that's not even how I thought, but now, you know, and but to to know that something that comes from you is that good and that people are that committed. And that they can put that much into it to try to bring it to life for you. Wow. Just wow. I mean, I I, I don't know, man. The first time I saw any character that we had written right there in front of us in real life, I was like, fuck.
0: This is yeah, amazing. It's really, it's really weird because like, we've it a little bit but like it's loosely based on our lives as well so to be able to see things that are based off of people that we know or inspirations of people that we know it's, it's freaking weird man like it's honestly a crazy thing but i mean it's not only that but like we've been talking about this whole episode mental health has been a big thing for us and leading into the short film that we're going to accomplish in this upcoming year as well the lesson plan i mean not as drastic, not as, like, intense <laughs> as deadlines. Don't don't be crazy. It's a comedy. Um, but it's, it's a comedy. But, I mean, I think that is something that I think we're going to take sprinkles of for each one of our projects. We're going to have a subject at least in and one aspect or another in each of our projects about mental health. I think that's going to be our for biggest sure. thing. Um, because <laughs> it's so special for us. And then, I mean... We're also in the pro- works for trying to find an animator and working on our own personal voice to try to figure out what <laughs> our voices are going to be for our animated project, which has been the most <laughs> difficult thing because I've watched so many YouTube videos on how to manipulate your voice, and I still don't know how I want this motherfucker to sound. Yeah, so, that's the thing, right? Like, like So that that's going to be interesting, and then like you said before you're writing i'm writing our own individual projects to bring to the company and see these things come to fruition which is so fun (coughs) um because this is another stepping out of our comfort zone because when we first started writing we're doing this together but then now we're working on trying to figure out our own projects on our own and then still getting ideas from each other so that's that's very interesting but all in all, man, all of these projects that we're working on are special. They are entertaining. They do deal with subject matters that you can relate to. And I think you know, 2024 is going to be a great one for yeah. all of these things. And I think <coughs> we're going to be able to accomplish a lot with each one of them. So I'm really pumped about it.
1: And learn. Yeah. Because as you guys know, we're a directing duo. We, we direct together. So – and we've, the things that we've done in the past, we've done together. But like Logan said, we're now writing things separately. So to write something separately and then have to adapt to direct together is going to be a learning curve. It, it's going to yeah. be like, and so it's continual growth. How do you take something separate and pull it together? And 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 so I'm excited. I'm excited for those opportunities to go. Okay, we know we work really well together. Now, how do we work really well together on something we've done separate? Okay. And that is going to be an amazing thing to to move forward within 2024. Um, and, and yeah, it, it's just gonna be it's gonna be incredible. I am lo- and pushing boundaries. Like you said, you know, each of our films is gonna have a little something, something in there, you know, but they're also going to push boundaries. We're not gonna mm-hmm. shy away from things that people say you shouldn't do. And we're exactly. gonna be like, why shouldn't we do that? Why shouldn't we make a Christmas movie that highlights this? Or or why shouldn't we do a, you know, a comedy that does this? Um, we're all about reality. What does the real world look like? And that's the projects we want to make. Real world shit, like Logan said, that you can relate to. So while it's entertainment, while it's going to be fun, while it's going to be scary, while it's going to be, you know, dramatic, while whatever the, the genre may be, it's also going to be reality. It's going to be real world that you can go, I can identify with that. Not only am I entertained, but I can connect. And that is what I'm looking forward to most in 2024. Finally putting our projects out there that we know people can connect with because that's vital for us to be able to, 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 to do that and have the courage to do it because I feel yeah. like a lot of people just cater now. We're just going to make it the movie they want us to make because we don't want to offend anybody. Like, fuck that. Art is art, man. (laughs) Like If you're not offending somebody, what the fuck? I mean. Yeah.
0: Well, and I mean, that's why I um, I really liked what Bob Iger said a couple weeks ago where he, you know, take him or leave him. I know there's a lot of vast opinions about him right now, but he said we need to make projects that aren't, politically motivated. He wants to take that aspect out of projects, which I think is good because you need to make projects for everyone, specifically when you're a family-friendly thing like that. But to be able to identify what's working, what's not working, and to adapt to it. And I think that's what this whole theme of the show has been, just adapting to everything that's been going on and figuring it all out. So, I think it's it's been an amazing experience in 2023, but it wouldn't be an it Caf podcast episode without a top five segment or just a top five list. So I'm throwing this out to you and I did not let him know before recording or he had no time to prepare. What are your, I guess three, what are your three most favorite movies this year? Um, Ooh. mine, mine personally, mine personally, and they don't have to be new movies. They could be movies that you've seen that are new to you. Um, because one of those is definitely nowhere near new. Um, so mine are Spider-Man Across Spider-Verse. Amazing. I freaking cried. Um, Napoleon and The Exorcist. Those are my three favorite movies of the year. Which is saying a lot because there was a lot of good movies that came out this year. But those are my three. Spider-Man Across Spider-Verse, Napoleon, and the original Exorcist.
1: Wow. Wow. Yeah, um, I know. Mm. Mm. Well, w- first and foremost, my absolute favorite film of the year, by far, hands down, nothing's coming close to it, Oppenheimer. Uh yeah. it just it's from start to finish the the single best film I have ever seen. It w- it was phenomenal. Um whew, man, I don't know. I've I've watched a few. Uh that that, you know, um Yeah, you kind of threw this one at me. Uh, And there's been so many good ones
0: this year. I know. I'm trying to look up to see what all came out. Mm. So we did have Killers of the Flower Moon, uh, The Burial on Amazon Prime. You said you watched that one. I did. I did really enjoy The Burial. That's a really good one. Um, um, Blue Beetle, Blue Beetle was a really Blue good Beetle one, was good. I don't know, Yeah. I, I don't know if I could put that in the top three for the year, um, let's see, because yeah, I mean, Dumb Money, that was a good one, Dumb
1: Money was fantastic, Yeah, yeah.
0: um, Quantumania, um, um, Man, that because yeah, I mean, there's so you watched Hypnotic with Ben Affleck. Yes. I remember yeah, yeah. Hypnotic
1: on was uh, it was interesting to say the <laughs> least. Hey, I'm gonna um, throw this out here. I'm gonna okay, so Oppenheimer, and I'm gonna mm-hmm. say Desperation Road.
0: Mm, uh yeah.
1: It was a to phenomenal movie with Nadine Crocker directing. It was it was exactly what we were just talking about. It was real life. People in some fucked up situations in some real mm-hmm. shit and how did they deal with it and what happened and, and they didn't hold back about how people react in situations like that. It was a very real, connectable movie. You could connect to characters in that movie. So I, I'll put Desperation Road there. Um, mm-hmm. Oppenheimer yeah, and Desperation more. Road. Yeah. And um, what else mm. did I watch that I just really kind of like gravitated to this year?
0: The question. I'm
1: that's trying to think question. like early back because there were some. Early I know that's ones. the thing. Like what like, came out it, early 2023? Let's
0: see. Um, well, these are all old. Um,
1: because hmm. I, I'm telling you, I there, there's. Oh, let's see. Um, there's got to be something.
0: Got to be something. And then, of course. IMDB just gives you everything. I mean, you also had Barbie, but I don't know if you would yeah, classify yeah, yeah, that.
1: No, one. no. I mean I enjoyed it. Don't get me wrong. I enjoyed oh, it. Oh
0: man. Man. Ah. Oh, ah, oh, fuck. Ah, uh, did you know leave what, one I, off? I did. I don't know which one I would replace it with though. Air. I don't know what
1: shit. I, yeah, air. I don't no, know. No, there there oh, it is. Man. There it is. There's my three. There's my three. <laughs> Air, I, Oppenheimer, and Desperation
0: Road. Yeah, I mean, I guess I would replace if we're if we're talking about movies this year and just completely, I would take off The Exorcist and put Air. So Spider Man, Air, and Napoleon. But yeah, I mean, that was such a good movie. Air was
1: like, <laughs> dude, if you grew up in my time that I grew up in and you didn't like that movie, I call bullshit. Right, <laughs> that right. was a love fest to the 80s as well as it was to Michael Jordan and that shoe. Like, it was just full on. And kudos to fucking Affleck because he, it was his Dude, playlist. So it was his yeah. 80s playlist. And my man fucking <laughs> knows 80s music, all right? That's all I'm saying. Um, Yeah, I'm so glad you brought that up. For some reason in my head, I was thinking that was totally last year, but no, that was this fucking year. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So yeah, and and just honorable mention, and I know, whatever, people have thoughts on it, whatever the fuck, I don't give a shit. Uh, I'm going to say The Flash only in the sense of, for me, it was moving to yeah. see Keaton back on screen as Batman, and to see Christopher Reeve, be it CGI or not, on that screen as Superman again, was fucking, I literally cried. So I literally teared up. Um, What
0: I I thought you'd teared up because of Nicolas Cage's Superman. Yeah, no.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Nicolas Cage didn't even fucking like Nicolas Cage's Superman. He was fucking pissed when he saw it. He said, Um, and, and 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 so to be fair, I saw a comment. See, this is guys. This is us. We can't have this show without doing this. But I saw somebody. I think it was Adam Clay, and he said that you know. He was surprised that Beetlejuice was ranked as high as one of the most anticipated movies coming out Beetlejuice 2. And he said, yeah. "Clearly the Michael Keaton nostalgia was uh, not as powerful as people thought with The Flash. I call total bullshit. The only people the only reason people fucking saw The Flash was cuz of Keaton's Batman. Now, like you can not as bad as that film did, you can't blame that on people weren't really into Keaton's return. That's fucking bullshit. I know for a really? fact in our theater when Keaton hit that screen everybody fucking applauded and cheered like that's the only reason people saw that fucking movie so i disagree with adam clay i think it's up there for the most anticipated movies of next year because people fucking want to see michael keaton and if you doubt that just look at the huge success of dope sick fucking yeah. he was every fucking where like like last year and and clearly this coming year he's got a bunch of shit so yeah yeah i'm on the record keaton fucking keaton <laughs> like, he's a fucking oh, bass man uh, Adam, yeah, anyway. it's so funny
0: it's so funny but anyway guys thank you so much for tuning in to the last episode of the year yes and it was a good one but we're super excited for 2024 we have a lot of things coming and a lot of great new content to put out and give to you guys oh it's gonna be amazing be sure to follow us anywhere and everywhere on social media at crazy at media, at it calf podcast, and at everything's okp for the mental health podcast, and then of course you guys know you can follow us both individually on social media. Myself at jlogan austin, and I. You're doing a name change, at right? to Are be determined. A- that is correct. <laughs> you can follow me if you're listening to this episode right now at, at Crazy And CEO.
1: But it's changing in 2024, guys. I'm gonna I'm gonna have a new handle, so look for that. I don't know if I'm gonna go more professional or just more away from like, you know, the, right. the technical term type thing with CEO or what I don't know. But it's gonna be out there. It's gonna be something crazy. It's gonna be something fun, <laughs> and uh, you'll be able to find me, don't worry. <laughs>
0: There it is. Uh, you you
1: know is. what, though? You know the one thing as all the changes come in, all the expansion, all the growth, all the new content, all the cool things. One thing inevitably will never change, even in 2024, and that is our love for the one, the only, Oprah! Oh!